The information depicted in this podcast is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas, and I am the founder of Ergogenic Health. Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. What's up everyone and welcome back to the Boost Your Biology podcast. Today on the show, joining me, we have a body transformation and competition prep expert who also specializes in hormones and gut health, Mike Skripchik or Planet Mike. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, cheers and pleasure to have you. I'm a big lover of views and so I vibe with you, man. That's good. It, it adds you, to the vibe. Yeah. Thank good you. health and good views, man. That's what it's all about. That's it. That's it. We've been posting some similar content. I know recently I did a post on the, the lactobacillus uh, ruteri. So maybe Mike, do you want to let my, my audience know a little bit about yourself? How did you become so fascinated into health optimization? Bodybuilding. Uh, so I uh, always been fascinated uh, with bodybuilding. All came in from biggest insecurity. I was very tall and I was skinny. And so I never been taken seriously. And I was foreign. So I came to the United States and went to high school. Everybody's big jock. So I was like, hey, I got to lift weights. So from there, it kind of started. I joined the military and I became a combat medic. So they taught us bits of everything. And in two years, you know, serving, already running sick call. I was doing minor surgical procedures. I was ordering labs. I was working under doctor supervision. So pretty much just uh, that patient care became like a second nature to me. So while I was uh, bodybuilding and I was getting more advanced, I, I started getting more concerned about like, hey, if I cross to the dark side as a competitive athlete, like how can I, you know, at least become aware how my biology does? And that's flipped the switch. Uh, things that really concern me, fertility. And, um, you know, overall, I didn't want to, you know, damage myself because I knew that I maybe want to bodybuild for 10 years or so, d- decade or so. And then I want to, you know, live my life happy and long. So, and the fascinated mind was always like, hey, why things the way they are? And we were on the verge of people who, when bodybuilders just start dying. So I think Dallas McCarver passed. It was like back then. So that was kind of uh, switching the gears. And uh, eventually um, I got out of the military. I went and worked for corporate healthcare as a CT x-ray tech. And on the side, I start coaching. And little by little, I'm like, man, like, like I can make just as much money doing what I love. And, uh, and I got deeper, deeper, deeper into it. And I just knew one thing that to be good at what we do, we have to separate ourselves. And that's yeah. where functional health kicked in. Yeah. Uh, because we were in the pinnacle of training, diet, and bro science type of coaching. So I was like, hey, what can I provide? What type of value can I provide to my people and not be that coach where it's a, Follow the process, trust the process. 
I always wanted to like tell you right away. Oh, I don't have to get back to you. Like, Hey, this is why that is why, you know, your, your white blood cells are shot, your immune system down, or like, you know, your inflammatory response is crazy high. So like, you, you know, so like CRP, CSRs, liver. So I was able to tie it all in, simplify it for my clients and make them understand, you know, how to troubleshoot, how to assess. And when people understand it simply, they can make a decisions because if they're not aware of what's going on with biology and uh, they're unaware of the averages. Absolutely. And, and then we start throwing things in there that are, you know, highly androgenic and, you know, have high, high ROS RNS response. And, you know, and we're putting ourselves into the extremes of dieting, you know, food shortages and, and all that. So that was, uh, I think that the only way to come up in the coaching industry and make it because you provided so much more value and made people understand like, Hey, maybe it's, enough maybe i should just you know pull back also it allowed us to monitor and push biology redline it mm. and know exactly what happens so where we don't guess mm. maybe with your journey mike like curious to know like at what age did you decide to like delve into some of the performance enhancing compounds things like that yeah Age uh, 25. So first show was, uh, uh, I think it was 2014. I was terrified, scared because I was still in military. It's illegal. So uh, I had to take risks, but I was prepping for a show actually in Italy. And I was disappearing in my own eyes. I was natural. So I was able to get to the conditioning, but like I'm coming to my coach and I'm like, Hey, I'm losing three, four pounds like this. And I'm becoming like a string being thin. I'm six, three. So I'm very tall. Mm. And I was like, I can't keep it on because you know, that I could diet, I could push myself yet when you're natural and you go through certain the threshold, then I was like, I can't keep it on. And that's what, what that last four weeks during show prep, you know, it was just literally TRT dose of test propionate. And I think it was injectable Winstrol. That's all it was. So and let's, uh, I'd love to sort of segue with, with that. Some of the compounds you mentioned, I know before you mentioned like mm -hmm. arm reduction being a, a, you know, prioritization and, and safety, you mentioned preserving fertility, things like that. When guys go down the path of, like delving into experimental doses and things like that. Um, where do you think they go wrong? Is it that they just don't understand how the compounds work, the half-life, like where do they go wrong? Uh, they go wrong, not understanding uh, the, the compounds and how they shut you down. Mm. So let's say if you go with, you know, testosterone based compounds, you know, the androgenic receptor, then if you do nor 19s like decastrenbolones, then, it's going to be progesterone receptor, estrogen receptor, and like androgen receptor. So you, you shut down three ways. So, and biggest, 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 uh, I guess, misconception is individuality, time, and dose. Mm. So uh, secondly, uh, what are we doing while on cycle to support that biology? And mm. uh, like, 
it's like, man, um, biggest, uh, biggest, um, Example I want to give, actually, it's going to be very relevant. It was about growth hormone. And, and uh, Tony and Leo went into this thing like, hey, do growth hormone every other day. But people don't understand if we take anything exogenously and superphysiological doses, it's going to require other things to support its work. Because as growth hormone molecule enters into bloodstream, it attaches to the fat cell receptor releases it into a free fatty acid. Guess what we need next? L-carnitine to transport it. So now we have unheard amount of free fatty acids floating around. Guess what happens uh, when body senses that? It becomes insulin resistant because if you understand energy systems, it's like I have way too too much of a fat floating. Like let me block tissues from... So now it works. It was correct. So with that, they're like, hey, let's take a day off. Body has enough time to synthesize L-carnitine and, you know, you know, utilize that. Does that, that make sense, sense now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, that's like um, looking at the downstream, like implications of like, let's say, so you're facilitating this effect upstream and then it's having this downstream effect, which you need to complement by adding in extra L-carnitine to support its effects, basically. Uh, And uh, same would be for uh, uh, testosterone and, you know, and any other compounds. So Mm. uh, are we supporting that increased mineral consumption? Are we supporting increased uh, vitamin consumption? So like the whole whole processes of, you know, biochemical process is enhanced. Mm. So, and that's where I think industry goes wrong, where nobody really takes into account uh, how fast we burn through, let's say, would say the magnesium uh, neurotransmitters, how fast we burn through, let's say, vitamin D, vitamin E, you know, antioxidants, because these compounds increase reactive oxygen species. Mm. And, and, and. And, and we're like, oh, I'm taking multivitamin. It's not going to do anything. It's the amounts of zinc, but think about the increase, the like just proliferation and protein transcriptions and everything. The amounts of zinc, the amount of everything. So it's like they pump themselves with super physiological doses and they think more is better. My, my anecdote, the way I believe is there's always a threshold where they say like, hey, that's the efficacious dose for, you know, least side effects and most effects. But it all has to come with the availability of the supporting uh, resources, vitamins, Mm -hmm. minerals, proteins, hydration, neurotransmitters, uh, uh, where's our synapses? Where, like, th- does this all make sense? It's, it's not about like, oh, let me take X, Y, Z, let's say two grams uh, cycle. What are you doing to support that? How do you support your biology? So mm-hmm. let's say uh, bodybuilders would use probably most common uh, medication in a biohacking world, metformin. What it depletes, B12. But but then again, now let's talk about gut. Why? Because microbiota changes. Mm. 
why why people get uh, you know why people get uh, runs uh, from uh, uh, from the metformin? Do, do you know like sometimes they get an upset stomach? Yeah, the diarrhea side effect from metformin. It's like it's because the individual has disrupted gut microbiome in the first place, and that's why you know. So they don't have, uh, so either the filler or, uh, the, um, you know, the, the, the ratio of, you know, the, the good bacteria is off. Mm. So, so body cannot keep up. So usually, uh, I actually had a client too, and she was insulin resistant. And I was like, you know what, let's try it. And she was like, oh man, I had runs. And I was like, straight up GI map. GI map. Yeah. And what did yeah. you uncover from that? I, it's been probably six months ago. I, I do at least five or six of them a, a day. So most common, I say, what I see on GI maps is just um, uh, low, low beneficial bacteria. That's it. So either either the ratio of filler or commensal keystone bacteria would be like non-existent. Mm. And from there, because we don't have enough good guys, um, the whole balance gets thrown off. Mm. So let's, yeah, let's, let's dive into the, um, the short chain fatty acids. I mean, I'm familiar with all three of them, butyrate, propionate, acetate. Um, maybe do you want to explain what you've seen? I mean, I know a lot of the research is mostly skewed and heavily focused on the butyrate portion, but, but they're all important. They all have a function. So maybe do you want to break that down? Uh, so uh, first of all, short chain fatty acids, byproduct of uh, the bacteria. So the fermentation. So I think first we we should jump into the different type of prebiotics and uh, uh, the, the the key roles that they play. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of times, um, I people would avoid certain types of foods, and uh, that would exclude certain type of, you know, the, the prebiotic fiber out of their diet. So we got what galactans, we got beta glucans, we got saccharides, legosaccharides. And uh, uh, so the key is, um, you know, having enough prebiotic available in our daily diet to actually sustain the microbiome. So before we jump into taking probiotics and, you know, trying to like oh what should it, like focus on prebiotic fiber and focus on three of them and i think there's one on the market i was looking at so it actually has uh full like search for full spectrum prebiotic it would have uh, goss so galactosaccharides um organic inulin and uh what is that the hmo uh the fermented human milk oligosaccharides so you got hmo goss and fos so if you implement, if, if you're like a fitness driven individual that's trying to maintain a good physique, maybe has caloric restrictions, or you're dieting for bodybuilding, always add full spectrum prebiotic into your diet. Uh, because the biggest mistake I think that fitness industry does that, oh, I'm taking probiotic and I'm in like sub 1200 calories per day or a thousand calories per day, getting ready for a bikini show, girl, I'm taking probiotic. Well, they're all dying there. <laughs> There's nothing to eat. Uh, so always, always, uh, you know, focus on uh, daily, maybe times two, uh, prebiotic supplement, which is going to be, you know, three way. And then um, 
um, for probiotics, that's that's where it gets uh, very uh, tricky because a lot of times people think like more the better, the different strains, we can actually disturb the microbiome. So if we don't have uh, we don't have any symptoms and you know we we easily can lose weight, we don't have a lot of water retention, we don't have insulin resistance. Just focus maybe on spore probiotic. I think that that would be that would be the best possible suggestion for the gut, implementing spore probiotic, also focusing on fermented foods, kimchi, sauerkrauts, kefir, lactobacillus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, this is, this is critical because like I'd imagine like a lot of, um, well, a lot of athletes and I guess like bodybuilders that are like on a very strict diet or very sometimes even, the same foods as well sometimes can actually throw off the microbiome. Um, they can develop um, potentially food allergies to certain foods as well. But I'd like to look at the link between um, how these, you know, beneficial food allergies. And, and so I just got back from, well, the, the trip from Miami, Florida, and uh, my gut son started developing eczema. Mm. And I just found out. And I, I, I got the history and eczema, usually it's always comes from gut. Skin is a de detoxification organ. So with eczema, usually it's candida. And I already yeah. had a couple of clients. So it's, 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 uh, it's minor overgrowth of candida that usually will go asymptomatic. Mm. And we're going to create the biofilm and that inflammatory uh, response will be there present so that's how we actually develop autoimmune response because you know that continuous inflammatory state where you know so what body does body response because we cannot do anything to get rid of that uh, biofilm so now the moment body senses like oh sugars or let's say what candida eats the the fungal the yeast right or you know or uh, uh, like dairy or whatever so body's smart. So that's why we develop an allergy. So, and, and, well, and it was very difficult to explain to a mom because she cares. I was like, listen, it's not about testing for allergies. You already know what your son doesn't like, what makes the eczema work, what, what like, so it's not about the, oh Lord, the, uh, the allergy tests. I had a client who spent thousand dollars on allergy tests. Wow. I was like, I'm, I'm allergic, but, but you weren't. So we develop allergies, you know, unless there was a genetic mutation. I mean, that, that's fine. But most of the time, it's epigenetic changes that occur, that body adapts and becomes, you know, allergic and uh, response with, you know, hyperinflammatory response. So what, IL-8, IL-6, mast cells, and, um, and, and then it's just... Um, it's standard. Also, as part of that, Mike, I guess um, maybe explain to my audience. I guess, like in relation to what a what a healthy gut fun what healthy gut function would look like in terms of like so lack of bloating, you know, passing stool that's a good quality stool every single day. Like, discuss some of the symptoms that 
people should experience with like good gut uh, so, health? So uh, first, uh, just like blood work, we want to establish our individual averages that was normal to our biology when we were not under a stressful conditions. So when we weren't in caloric, you know, deficit, when we weren't in increased physical activity. So it's, it's very important to pay attention, um, you know, how do you feel? You eat, let's say, breakfast. And do you feel like food falls through really fast? That's, that's my key word. Pay attention how food falls through. Because at times you feel like, man, like I ate hour ago and I'm still heavy. Uh, then are you burping? You know, are you bloating? And with that, that should be a little hint right there to, um, to understand right away what's going on. Secondly, if you can monitor your weight AM to PM, and that's a big taboo. And a lot of times I, I was, <laughs> I was trying to challenge a lot of coaches like, and, and, and like, listen, use education and allow people to be aware that your weight fluctuation AM and PM is directly proportionate to the inflammatory conditions in your body. So either you overexercise, you overstressed, or maybe you're like, man, I fluxed three pounds and I was bloated today. What did I eat? So now bloating is not going away. You know, GI distress there, maybe take your fasted AM glucose and, and look what is your average for that. And uh, my biggest thing with any type of gut symptomatics, we always have increased fasted AM glucose. Yeah. If if person is not abusing caffeine, they're like, hey, and I, I've had clients, man, I'm so desperate. Like, I don't drink caffeine. I sleep. I turn the electronics. And, and they're like, what's wrong with me? So think about this. You have the biofilm in there, and uh, sometimes we can have microorganism overgrowth, fungal, you know, bacterial, whatever, or we can have parasites. Parasites are huge. So we have literally another organism that eats us from inside. Body doesn't know if we get an attack from outside or inside. It's all the same. So you constantly turn on the fight or flight uh, response. And you're constantly walking around with, you know, insulin resistance because mm. body is like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm getting eaten from inside, but it doesn't know. Mm. That's actually a really, really important point. The, the parasites side of things and um, like many of us do have stealth pathogens within us and then we're not really familiar with them. I'd like to go back to some of the foods, though. You said like... So back to parasites, I actually remember yeah. I had a client and she had a hard time losing weight. So if you do calorie breakdown, everything, pound a week, she would maybe lose a quarter and near kill herself. She had parasite, paragross, uh, overgrowth. It wasn't worms. It was just, you know, that the microorganism, parasitic microorganism. So what it did, it was eating her intestinal lining. And that was creating big inflammatory process inside and insulin resistance. So no matter what we did, Barry Baron, Metaforman, blood sugar was 9,500, so pre-diabetic. And until that parasites were removed, that person will never be able to lose weight. So for the foods, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the foods. Yeah, so microbiome. for the maintenance of microbiome, so we have to 
kind of figure out the, the two different types of fiber. So we have soluble and soluble fiber. So soluble fiber is the, the one that basically can give us, you know, the bulk to the food and, you know, uh, also it will slow things down. That's why a lot of times people, you know, they would either take fiber supplements or they will uh, load up on one XYZ food and they get constipated because they don't have, you know, soluble and insoluble fiber ratio because insoluble fiber helps us, you know, to pass through faster through the colon and soluble kind of accumulates the mass and swells up and helps the absorption. Mm. So let's say if we we're we're trying to go overboard on insoluble fiber, uh, then we won't actually have a lot of absorption taking place because everything will be flying through super fast. Like let's say mm. you you ate a bunch of Ezekiel bread all the time, like low for two a day. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And yeah. uh and you didn't eat your avocados and you know you, you didn't eat your vegetables and stuff. So uh, so that's, uh, that's the key back to mushrooms. Uh, so beta, beta glucans are the biggest one. Uh, so for, for the foods. So I think just the maintaining variety of foods. So variety of vegetables, greens, variety of fruits, you know, avocados, you know, nuts and, uh, uh mushrooms good because of the beta glucan content and beta glucan content is directly um helping our body to basically feed the bacteria that produce propionate so byproduct not the bitrate by propionate and propionate in itself which is part of the short chain fatty acid is uh responsible for uh increase of energy consumption so let's say if you have low beneficial propionate producing bacteria, uh, then you you definitely, you know, you you won't be <clears throat> losing your, you know, the metabolism won't be as fast. That propionate is actually an important um, short chain fatty acid. I mean, do we have a lot of research on that particular short chain fatty acid or is majority of the research on the butyrate? It's all on butyrate, but hold on. I actually have it pulled up here. Give me one sec. Because I was looking into different um, herbs and supplements that can stimulate the growth or act on propionate production. And I just, I think I remember cordyceps mushroom having an effect on propionate. Uh, yes. And uh, because I think it has high beta glucan content. Yeah. Yeah. And, that and, makes and sense. so, and, and then that's, uh, that's the, um that's the key also propionate the, the insulin resistant as well so, so what's the link between propionate production and insulin sensitivity is there, is there a link there yes hold on um, oh yep the diet derived short chain fatty acid propionate improves better cell function in humans and yes. stimulates insulin secretion from human islet cells interesting so, um, so that's, that's the big one also for, um, for the butyrate and, um, that's, that's literally all of our leaky guts. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I've noticed, um, I've noticed, um, a lot of relief, uh, people taking, uh, just straight up postbiotic because there's prebiotic, probiotic and postbiotic. So, 
if you are in last stages of competition prep, uh, you know, it's always will when you your food is limited, you know, and uh you're in major caloric restrictions. So taking actually postbiotic will be very, very beneficial. And uh, for the whole reason is that um, uh, inflammation. When you say postbiotic, you're referring to the actual um, fermented byproduct of what, what the probiotic produces. Uh, yeah, there's a Vitarate supplement that I, I actually program in towards the end of the uh, competition prep, like maybe four, six weeks out, depending on how, you know, restrictive they are. Um, and uh, it's, it, it helps a lot. So uh, the prebiotic, probiotic and postbiotic are essential also, because then let's say if we are, uh, if we have issues with uh, estrogen dominance, if we have issues with, uh, you know, people say, oh, I'm, uh, um, um, genetically high estrogen converter. No, you're not. <laughs> because people don't understand the um, aromatized, uh, you know, uh, um, enzyme activity and uh, uh, they don't understand the function of estrogen. And, and that's the uh, biggest, biggest indicators for me uh, when I look into, let's say, enhanced athletes, when I see, oh, or people like, oh, I'm a high estrogen converter. Well, you're either overdoing on dosages, you're taking too many compounds that are pro-inflammatory, your ROS is through the roof. Uh, they're neurotoxic. Maybe you depleted all your neurotransmitters because what? The estrogen as neuroprotective, also anti-inflammatory. So if we don't have any support from gut microbiota, we don't have you know, adequate amounts of you know, good bacterial flora, I uh, feel like you know, keystone commensal bacteria, and, you know, in, in the good ratios where we can produce vitamin propionate acetate that will aid in uh, anti-inflammatory properties. Also, building muscles for vitamin. So there's a correlation with uh, mTOR as well. And, uh, and um, also the T-cell activation. That's why, you know, we always hear like, oh, gut health and uh, immune system. Uh, because... Short chain fatty acids actually bituate in itself helps to activate uh, naive T cells into that. Yeah. yeah. Also, as part of that as well, with the estrogen side of things, um, better glucuronidase activity, right? Affecting yes. estrogen recycling. Yes. And also, uh, when we look into the uh, you know, autoimmune and inflammatory response, so majority of people with autoimmune disease, they always have uh, uh, depleted, uh, you know, uh, commensal keystone bacteria, and they have messed up bacterial phyllo. So they're low on good bacteria. So they, they always shorten themselves with, um, with anti-inflammatory properties of, you know, of the gut. So what body does, body goes, I'm going to release a lot of estrogen. Mm. so when when people come to me and they always tell me like hey uh oh my hormones are off let's pick hormones and and it's like first of all find the cause of increased inflammation what what is what is causing you so and, and you can kind of go by the elimination process you know lifestyle well the biggest one and then you know where's your digestion so i think like lifestyle and digestion where was lifestyle here and sleep 
and and then um, um, which is a vicious circle because if our hormones are off, we cannot be very mentally strong. So at times I say it's even necessary to replace hormones first. And again, this is just that that's my anecdote. That's how I would usually approach it. I would replace, let's say if you're in, you know, um, over 25 years of age, when you're already formed, you know, established, you know, adult, and you're going through these issues where you're experiencing anti, you know, autoimmune conditions or, you know, some extremely messed up with the gut. You ever try to heal gut for like two, three, four months without uh, replacing hormones? It's, it's ridiculous. But it's, it's like person... I don't think they will be even being able, capable to, you know, follow the, the plan because you can't focus. You have brain fog. You have so, like, you, you can't do anything. Yeah, so, from, from the compliance side of things, like how can the individual commit to something or be motivated to make change without the hormones? They can't. So, they, so, they can't. Yeah, so with this, so usually, you know, uh, that's why where TRT clinics, you know, can be beneficial. And again, if you do replacement, you're not going to shut yourself down so much, you know? So my biggest thing always, you know, replace hormones first, make them feel semi-sustainable here where they can withstand the stress, where they can, you know, kind of have, you know, the hormonal state that will upregulating and, you know, it will be sustaining to the, the mental state. We should clarify that with you said um, to, to, to um, go on replacement, you're not going to shut yourself down. You mean like they will they will be shut down on testosterone therapy? Uh, uh, yes, but again, uh, the dose and time. Yeah, exactly. And 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 uh, for me, I say you know what usually the the gut healing would what take three four months. Mm. So you, you can, you know, get under the supervised, you know, replacement therapy, woman or man, while you're, while you're on, um, you know, the healing journey. Because at times, you know, if you're a female and you're highly estrogenic, your gut stuff, if you get on, uh, let's say, replacement therapy, it will reset your axis. So you actually will shut down your standard response and, you know, uh, your you will lower your estrogen dominance just with the TRT. So that's 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 an option to consider. It, it, I'm not saying that like, hey, that that's what you need to do. But then again, it will be a good option to get get to the balanced state of the hormones to to accommodate the the healing of the gut. Mm. Absolutely, it's critical with. Um... I'd like to sort of switch gears, Mike, and sort of discuss like, so you know, you mentioned gut health being integral to like the overall healing journey and supporting overall health. Yeah. Um, what are some other harm reduction approaches that you take, like using Tutka, taurine, things like that to support liver, things like that? Uh, first, uh, harm reduction always starts with diagnostics. So uh, first, um, the key, uh, look into the... Um, um, complete blood counts. Yeah. I always, and, and so we, we know like, Hey, when we were, let's say on TRT, our ratios, and that is very important that, you know, if coaches are watching this, 
always pay attention to your client white blood cell ratios because your eosinophils, your basophils, you know, your lymphocytes, your white blood cells are speaking volumes on, you know, inflammatory response also of how does body handles XYZ compound because, uh, I've had a client who was on TRT and uh, testosterone sapienate was converting them uh, at 200 milligrams dosage. She was up to 126 on estradiol. At high just, body on, fat. just on yes. 200 milligrams. Wow. Yes, yes. High body fat, high stress, works a lot, businessman. So, did he have uh, mercury? Toxicity as well, because I think mercury, like heavy metals, can even increase. It's it's not. It's lack of sleep. It's it's yeah. it's 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 the it's I, I call it entrepreneur lifestyle, and uh, and then again, um, your body fat's too high, so your aromatase and, and enzyme is going to be high. Yeah, this is this is something we see in in uh, even 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 in athletes, right? Like those Olympics. Are the- Olympics were the first ones, and everybody were like, "Oh, their immune system is." Uh, uh, their immune system is like uh, superior or adopted. No, they're just, uh, uh, they're constantly overworking and they're constantly under eating because we need energy to sustain our body. So a lot of times people like carbs, people under eat carbohydrates and carbohydrates are essential for proper function or of our white blood cells. Well, let's let's go in, let's go into the carbohydrates. I'm curious to know, like, what what are your predominant carbohydrate favorites? Like your favorite sources? White bread. Yeah. <laughs> White rice. Uh, I say I would say uh, uh, rice. Um, I I would say always going to be like white rice. Uh, then uh, secondly would be the oatmeal's, and um, thirdly. I mean, pastas, like I'm, I have no issues with gluten. I have no issues with, uh, uh, with inflammation. So bread, I'd say sourdough bread would probably be the best white bread to have actually yeah. will be beneficial for propionate producing bacteria as well. Yeah. I also have a lot of sourdough bread as well. I'm a big, not only from the taste perspective, I really enjoy sourdough bread with some good, good quality organic butter with some eggs, like, mm-hmm. Fantastic meal, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, and what about so, fruit? Uh, so fruit, uh, fruits are essential, and uh, again for prebiotics. So yeah. blueberries, then pineapple, uh, pineapple for the um, what is that? The, the bromelain content. Yeah. And uh, then also uh, the 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 fructose and uh, the. Uh, the the prebiotic fibers so that this like we have to eat fruit mm. when when people say like don't don't eat like i just uh like <laughs> it's like you cutting yourself short off and again for for competition prep like it, it's fine but always get yourself a full spectrum prebiotic stop focusing on probiotics focus on prebiotics and Look into that breakdown. So you got your inulins, you got your gallosaccharides, you know, like, so try to get the full spectrum, uh, very, uh, you know, diverse uh, prebiotic supplement. And uh, I think that would be the number one uh, recommendation and preventive cause 
for anyone, either you're natural or you're enhanced, because that will sustain production of, you know, good bacteria. And it's going to guarantee that you have plenty of short chain fatty acids. So now going back into the, the labs, so white blood cells will speak volume. So uh, as a, as the person who, you know, wants to know, or you coach, like always be responsive to the, to the ratios of, uh, of, of your hematology, because your blood will speak volumes. So also uh, always pay attention to the hemoglobin levels, you know, the iron ferritin, because another big deal, and you research on Ruteri, uh, you know, when it needs iron to survive. Wow. So we so in order for uh, for good bacterial filler to strive, we need iron. Mm. So at times, that's when big bacterial overgrowth. Uh, you know, we have major disturbances and dysbiosis. Uh, at times, that could be the cause why we're not having enough iron. Mm. Because a lot of that bacteria will be consuming it. That's super and, interesting. And here's a, a cool one for your post. So what I usually do for females that have low iron, there's a strain. I um, I actually have it pulled up on my supplement list. Uh, there's a strain of probiotic. It's available in Australia. I try to buy it. Uh, really? Here. And, and I actually, yeah, you guys are, when it comes to naturopathic health, uh, like a lot of great products come from Australia. Is it a probiotic strain that enhances iron uptake and absorption? Yep, Is yep. It you know what I'm talking about, right? 299V. Yep, like that's it. This is it. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the key. And of course, you know, reduce caffeine intake because caffeine will deplete iron at astronomical speeds and, you know, maybe push, titrate that, that strain of probiotic and you will see... Um, uh, you will see um, a big difference in uh, uh, the iron. Also, there's a lot of false diagnosis of hematochromatosis that is non-genetic. Uh, because there could be actually the bacterial overgrowth of the bacteria that can enhance the uptake of iron into bloodstream. So, like, it's, it's crazy how God will play such a crazy key role and we as the humanity just you know always trying to put the band-aid on the symptom but we have like the whole like symbiotic organisms like like you know thousands of them that working with us to to you know to sustain us and 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 it's 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 insane man i just uh, uh at times i feel like uh uh, there's more to uh, to the bacterial uh, uh, the bacteria that we carry than we think, because if you think in terms of nanotechnology, and we already know that's like future, whatever nano, where we can have little micro robots where we can accumulate, assemble with AI technology, let's say, and work to the greater good and adjust to the environment. I think that's what microbiome does. So it's, it's almost like uh, creator basically made it like this. Hey, if you don't have the resources 
there's other guys inside that's that's gonna facilitate and help you, you know, to to rebuild and absorb. But but I mean, think about this: the 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 B vitamins. So when we're talking about the bitrate producing, like 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 you can synthesize B vitamins through the bacteriophila, through through the the, the good beneficial bacteria. You 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 know that the vitamin K. So we can't. Yeah. We we can't. It's it's like uh, if if we don't have you know good gut health, we are we are doomed, and uh, we can't sustain ourselves for a very long periods of time. So the fermentation process is so important. Also the uh, the digestion, uh, because a lot of times you know the the, the protein breakdown. So we need bacteria for that as well. So hmm. for me, prebiotic fibers, and then uh, um, I think, you know, spores and um, four weeks, little bursts of, uh, you know, what, like, don't, like I say, stay away from multi-strain uh, uh, probiotic supplements unless you have confirmation via like, you know, diagnostics, GI map. But then just add a strain and see how you feel. Because if you overdo it, you can always pull back and your body will restore it. But if you start putting like, you know, 100 billion CFUs of 16 different strains, you, you will never be able to find out like what, what caused the break. It's, uh, it's a really, really critical point. I, I do. I definitely agree with that. Um, and with the, with the prebiotic approach, you you really adamant you really encourage people to deploy that in their protocol is like a good hundred percent hundred percent because uh, because which uh, person in their right mind will overeat avocados which person in their right mind will overeat fruits which you know how like like who maybe like a yeah. 1%, 0 0.1%. Well, well yeah, because we all want to be shredded. We want to look good. We want to, you know, so it's like, um, it's, it's just, it's not going to be enough. Mm. So um, I say, you know, at least add any type of, you know, uh, fermented foods twice a day, morning. I usually, you know, just add a little bit of sauerkraut in the morning, maybe kimchi in the evening. And then, uh, you know, before you go to bed, that's what I usually do. Before I go to bed, two servings of prebiotic, and that's it. Because I know it's gonna sit there, and um, uh, it's gonna. Um, I'm I'm not gonna be, you know, I'm not gonna have fast peristalsis. Everything's gonna be slowed down, so that prebiotic supplement will sit there for longer and feed the good guys. Mm. So uh, you... another another big one is you know on, on probiotics when you take them, um, I usually would would take them first thing in the morning on empty and then meal two after the intake of probiotic I probably add prebiotic fiber as well. This is really 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 important stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So for, you... for 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 bodybuilders uh, for. Uh, for bodybuilders, so the, the biggest uh, biggest uh, supplements uh, that I will uh, uh, advise, well, first, ubiquinol. 
So ubiquinol, uh, and uh, that is probably the, because we hear so much about heart. Uh, so when we turn 25, we are unable to effectively convert COQ10 into the bioactive form, which is ubiquinol. Mm. So ubiquinol is essential, and ubiquinol has been studied a lot, and it uh, also restored heart ejection fracture majorly at 200 to 400 milligrams per day. So, because mm -hmm. it, you know, it's major antioxidant, also it, it helps mitochondria to produce energy. So, when we constantly bigger, we're bodybuilder, we have higher intake of oxygen because our tissue consuming so much oxygen. We want to make sure that we, you know, we have a lot of sustainment for our heart. Uh, so, ubiquinol, then L-carnitine injectable, that's, that is the probably the most essential and the most uh, recommended supplement. And people are hating it because like, oh, they got to pin it. So because the, the anti-inflammatory properties, the androgenic uh, receptor stimulating properties, IGF-1 uh, properties, fertility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, so uh, again, so ubiquinol, L-carnitine injectable. Now I want to address another big one that nobody will hear. BPC-157 peptide. So anyone who is on the dark enhanced side, even on CRT, uh, BPC-157, because uh, first of all, uh, the anti-inflammatory uh, properties of BPC-157, uh, also that... Uh, neurotoxicity it removes the neurotoxicity also it plays the key role in upregulating igf1 receptor just like an l-carnitine so mm -hmm. if if people are supplementing and you know they use exogenous growth hormone either it's a replacement or it's you know for the bodybuilding reasons you know get the best out of your buck that you spend on gh so l-carnitine because it's gonna help you upregulate the IGF-1 receptor proliferation. Same with BPC-157. Um, also, the, the neurogenesis. Yeah. And the key for BPC-157 uh, supplementation for any bodybuilder is upregulation of dopaminergic and serotonergic circuits in your system. So because we get depleted, especially with NOR-19 compounds, DECAs or trans you deplete the hell out of your dopamine. And the reason why you deplete dopamine, because you have way too much reactive nitrogen species. So RNS and ROS, so a lot of neurotoxicity. And let's say NOR19s are very neurotoxic. So at first, it, it will enhance the cortisol release. Cortisol heightened for prolonged period of time will decrease dopamine. Also, you being in neurotoxic state will drop the dopamine. And guess what happens next? I need caber, cabergolin, because when dopamine plummets, your prolactin shoots up. And, uh, and a lot of times, you know, uh, it's not even the case because a lot of uh, bros don't do labs because the biggest driver of prolactin in man, enhanced man, would be the high estrogen levels. And, and, and the way that the estrogenic receptor activated. So uh, 
Now, when we speak in of BPC-157, neurogenesis and everything, we have to also take in consideration that we need a lot more of vitamin B6. So P5P active version for any enhanced athlete, vitamin B6, I'd say liposomal probably be the best thing. Um, and I want to say, do not inject B6. Yeah, very dangerous. Yes, and uh, if you overdose, you can uh, uh, you can uh, you, you can uh, create neuropathy and actually, you know, fry your uh, <laughs> nerves. So uh, it it can be very neurotoxic. So, but but supplements uh, would be the best thing. Also, P five P B six will be also very essential in. Um, controlling the estrogen conversions, and it will be essential in controlling the cofactor to convert. Yeah. So uh, now for uh, estrogen elimination and stuff. So and detox, detox, detoxification. So tutkas are great, but now we have to look into the liver and the bile. So another great supplement that nobody talked about, and I'm going to share. It's called Chanka Piedra. So if you're a bodybuilder and you use superphysiological doses and you start losing appetite, tutkas usually for sure will help, uh, you know, your, your standard uh, betaine, HCL, pepsins. And if you're not regaining appetite, you have to increase the bile flow throughout. So Chanka Piedra will be your friend. I'd say at 800 milligrams, twice a day, you're going to, you're going to feel like you want to eat again. And I would advise this to enhance guys in off season, uh, that, uh, that would be a great help. And, uh, usually happens to those guys, man, I can't eat, I can't eat. So if you, if you're that bodybuilder and you know, you have, and, and that's where the gut health comes, come and play where it's like, uh, so the, the bile production, Oh, I can't eat or I can't eat that much food. So you either have low stomach acid or, uh, you, you don't have enough bile. So, and that's where Chanka Piedra comes in play. Also, it feeds beneficial bacteria. Uh, and also it has slight antioxidant effect. It helps liver. So then we go on into NAC. You know, NAC is great, but if you can afford injectable glutathione, I would always recommend it. And also, uh, at the end of your prep, when you're really beating yourself down, NAD plus. Yeah, that would be NAD plus. That would be probably the most beneficial for any bodybuilder who is in caloric deficits and, and in a crazy beat down because you're literally restarting your whole cells of your mitochondria. Because can you imagine you're like 16, 20 weeks into like hell? And your cells like everything just down, like near the metabolic syndrome, near whatever. And you just, you know, if you can do slow drip IV of NAD plus, let's say of, I mean, it's going to be expensive, like 500 bucks for what thousand, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, micrograms over six hours. And, uh, but it's like, you're almost restarting your whole metabolic system again. Mm. And uh, really what, what's cool about NAD plus and BPC, that's, it will also, uh, restore your, you know, your, your, your synapses and, you know, dop dopamine, it will, will decrease the neurotoxicity. And also it will, um, uh, 
restore the dopamine and serotonin. So with this, so neck, so from, let's, let's brainstorm. So ubiquinol, we can take, uh, we can take Chanka Piedra. We can take, um, uh, what are we talking about? BBC 157. Pills are fine because it's natural. Our body produces it, so we can absorb it just fine. Um, so also another good one, I'd say RLA. It's great. Another great antioxidant. Uh, um, RALA, not ALA, because it has better absorption. So my biggest thing, just push heavy on antioxidants and anti-inflammation. So for um, elimination and um, uh, liver function is uh, anything that will stimulate the bilary tree, you know, and uh, for tutkas, uh, uh, you know, for protein uncoupling. So, you know, first thing in the morning, uh, I'd say thousand milligrams of tutka if you're running a, a heavy PED cycle, you know, that will be very beneficial. And uh, also towards before you go to bed at night, you know, another 500, 2000, that'll be good. Uh, for, um, for estrogen now, we, we got to understand. So when we, when we are enhanced and we eliminating a lot of bad estrogens out of our system, uh, so, uh, and a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we got to take steps. So, uh, you know, like your even standard dims will be necessary uh, because the biggest misconception I hear is like, oh, why do I need dim? Because I use uh, AI, anti-estrogen, you know, but there's still, there's such a high conversion and the high elimination rate that goes into you know, into the whole equation. So I, I'd say for people that are high estrogen converters, always have issues, you know, control inflammation, but maybe look into uh, if you have burdened liver, so stacking NAC uh, with uh, SAM-E. And I'm talking about SAM-E, uh, 400 to 800 milligrams uh, uh, for people that, you know, you, you, you're running highly aromatizing compounds at that, you know, at the higher rate, uh, especially when you're not using AIs and you actually try to control your estrogen activity by, you know, increasing the ratio of dehydrotestosterone DHT, you still have this estrogen floating. And so there's good estrogen and bad estrogen. So you got to make sure that you eliminate the ratios of bad. And in order to do so, we have to we have to take steps. So DIM will be uh, very beneficial, and SAM E will be very beneficial. So uh, if you're running highly aromatizing compounds, or um, the biggest advice too, we cannot grow without estrogen effectively because you know of IGF uh, receptor activation and estrogen activation. So uh, you know if you don't have symptoms, you can ride yourself, I'd say, you know, 80, 100 estradiol, you will grow, you'll be full, but take steps to make sure that you're still able to eliminate and not burden yourself with, uh, with so much. So yes. uh, now another big one, uh, su supplement wise, colloidal minerals. So in fumic and fulvic acid. Uh, so we got to detoxify our body. So and, and, and that's where the colloidal minerals, spore probiotics come in play. And uh, um, also the, mm, 
the good mineral complex as well. Uh, semi is great because it's good for methylation as well. Mm. So a lot of times when we use, um, I guess, super physiological levels of peats, uh, the methylation process gets altered as well. So, and uh, then we just start the, the, the big snowball effect. Mm. So, and, and, but that all comes into the, you know, controlling uh, the burden of the liver. So looking into the, you know, ALTs and ASTs. So, and then that's yeah. what I say for mains, you know, in the middle of your cycle, if you're enhanced, do blood work, see where your bilirubin at, see where your LSTs, ASTs, do direct bilirubin in this, check GGT. So, you know, the, 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 the liver functions. And, and from there, always monitor where's your blood glucose at. So at times when we overdo on superphysiological levels of peats, first what happens is we start experiencing high flux of weight AM, PM, and we have very high um, uh, increase, you know, I'd say 10, 15 points jump in uh, uh, insulin resistance. Mm. So, and, uh, and from there, it's, it's all about uh, inflammation and controlling the inflammation. So at times, I, I, I cannot stress this enough. It's okay to pull back. So even when I coach my athletes sometimes, and let's say if labs come back high, you know, pull back for a week or two. You ain't going to lose anything. You're actually going to improve in your looks, and I've noticed a lot. Uh, and, and, and when we, you know, introduce the XYZ, you know, compounds and dosages, titrate down because that the amount that you know the dose the amount for your biology for the, whatever body was going through it was too much but if you keep riding and you're not going to pull back uh, you're just going to keep looking worse and worse your metabolism is going to slow down your water retention is going to go up and so on so uh, at times it's 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 good to give body a little break and, uh, uh, you know, control over inflammation because the, the key is mast cell activation. So when we have too much ROS, like, that's, that's, that's the key with uh, our ability to withstand pressure for, you know, super physiological levels of peaks. If we can control inflammatory in, inflammation that is induced by peaks, you know, that's why I say, you know, if you can shoot glutathione 400 milligrams twice a week, while you know you going, you know you going hard in the pain with you know the the, the doses and compounds uh, that that will allow you to you know sustain you know a much better state of your biology where you're not constantly inflamed because then you ride yourself into sixteen week prep towards the end and there's no diuretic on earth will be able to help you. Mm. So um, so for that I say. For supplements, um, I think it's it. It really needs to be taken in account. Your averages before you started the prep and you started, you know, blasting super physiological high doses. Uh, then you have to take in account, you know, the pharmacology, pharmacokinetics, also your current body's bi body biofeedback. What's happening to your blood pressure? What's happening to your blood sugar? And uh, uh, 
from there in the middle of the prep, do the blood work and, and assess your biology so, so you know, because at times, you know, we can take the list of supplements, but it might not be that necessary. Mm. Some so, really, really critical, critical points there, Mike. I mean, there's so much that we've uncovered and unpacked there. This is some absolute mm-hmm. gold nuggets. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, I want to give my audience a chance. If they want to connect with you, where can they find you and where can they get in touch? Uh, it's very simple to find me at Instagram, planet Mike underscore. And uh, that's it. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, um, yeah, it was a pleasure having you on and some great discussions. We'll probably have to get you back on for an, a second, a second podcast at some stage, because there's a lot more we can dive into, but um, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Lucas. I dig the new haircut, man. Ah, uh, thank you, man. Yeah, you, you, look, you look super Chad now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, everyone, for joining in to today's episode. For in-depth show notes and lessons learned, visit nofilter.media forward slash boost your biology. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.